Upload date is Tuesday, March 8th, 030822. Today is Sunday, March the 6th. Three, two. It was a sold-out crowd for Action Wrestling Friday night in Tyrone, Georgia, and I loved it. I am in for indie wrestling. The stories coming up this episode. We'll talk about a sporting event over the weekend that you may have missed. The average ticket price was $7,300, the most expensive regular season ticket in any sport in the history of SeatGeek.com. Plus, this exchange. What are you talking about? You can't put that out there. He could sue us on a podcast. You just can't. But I decide to put it out there. Shocking. I know. Cadillac Jack, I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to My Second Act. It's a podcast where we talk about things you are already talking about with your family and your friends, conversations about current events, trends, pop culture, and music, plus endearing and often revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. My name is Don. I'm Caddy's wife. I want to talk about uh, this junior-senior war thing that's going on. We were talking about it at dinner tonight. Um, so if you, I don't know if, I don't know if every school like all around the country does this, or if this is just something they do around here, but basically it's this period of time. And I don't know if it's designated like before spring break or I don't know, um, or like when they decide they're going to do it, but it's, it's like the juniors and the seniors go around to each other's houses and play pranks on each other. And I think it started out kind of innocent, like, okay, we're going to roll your house. Remember rolling with toilet paper and stuff? Absolutely, I do. Yeah. And now it's become like, we. Uh, Charlotte was telling me about one from a school where last year they got all this furniture and basically made a whole nother house in these people's front yard. See, I love that. Now, that's kind of innocent. It is. It is. Because you would, for the most part, I bet there's no damage done to the yard. You don't have to pick up toilet paper that's in the trees. Or if it rains. So they just, they, they, they had like a couch and a, a recliner and they moved a toilet, right? And I like that. Just yeah. just moved it into the front kind, yard. Kind of innocent. I've heard of where they like put um, Fruit Loops down on your, like they put, pour them all over your yard. And then when it rains, it's like you, it turns your yard like this rainbow color of just like Smurfville, Smurf vomit. Like how mad would you be? Like if someone just not not like that. What what do you consider destroying property? Because here's the other thing. Now, as you were telling me, the police are very on to this. Well, they have been for years here here in this area, anyway. Well, and like someone told me that there's one person who I guess I don't know if the person doesn't have kids or not, but he's well known in a um, subdivision around here, and he sits in his front yard in like a lawn chair with a gun, like oh, a rifle. But, but I don't blame him. I know, but I think that's where like it's going to be one of those stories one day that you hear about, like on the national news, because something goes wrong. We roll Brandy Biddy at least at least 32 times. Why? It got to where it was why, why boring. Was, why was it Brandy? Because he had awesome trees. But it got to where we would just kind of like stand out in the front yard just like throw the toilet paper over and loop-de-looped it over and loop-de-looped it over. Like we weren't even like sneaking around or anything, you know? What is considered too much with junior senior wars? I think knocking like destroying people's mailboxes. Oh, somebody told me that, what was the one that they do where they put something on people's cars and you can't get like the, 
you can't get your key yeah. something. Remember, cars are off limits. I think. Yeah, like Vaseline or something all of your cars or. No, don't do that. Might eat the paint. Leave the landscaping alone. The Academy of Country Music Awards were last night in Vegas. Coming up in Thursday's episode, we're going to have a complete uh, breakdown: the winners, the losers, the big moments, the misses, the failures. I want to say this quickly about the artist who picked up top new male, uh, top new vocalist or top new artist of the year. We added this guy to the Spotify Hypes on Playlist two seasons ago. For over a decade, this guy has been a rock star in the state of Texas. But mainstream country is just now coming around to him. His name is Parker McCollum. Much deserving for Parker. To be loved by you, that is the song that you're hearing right now on country radio. This is uh, the rest of my life. This is Why Indiana from Parker McCollum after the harmonica break here. Parker McCollum, MCA Records, ACM Top New Male Vocalist of the Year. Yeah, my favorite song is Hell of a Year. Is that on the Spotify Hypes on Playlist too? Yeah, it okay. is. He's amazing. If you're listening on Upload Day, today is Tuesday, March the 8th. Apple today is hosting an event where it is expected that today they will announce and reveal a low-cost iPhone. Part of the problem is you don't know how much your iPhone is. If you go to T-Mobile and you sign a contract, then you get a free iPhone. If you Well, but you don't. I, exactly. But then if you re-up with Verizon, then you get a free iPhone. Yeah, but, eh, you but you don't. And you honestly have to comb through your contract to find out what you paid for, what you're even paying for. So that's what I'm saying. Like It's kind of like me talking about like, I do know how much gas costs now that I do want to tell you all that. Well, it's $4. I know. I just realized that. And that's a lot. I think it's really tricky to find out like, what do you think an iPhone costs? $800. Really? I don't know. I don't either. I beg of Apple for the love of God and all things holy. Give us an update on the camera roll to where if you move a photograph to an album. It's gone. It's gone from your camera roll. You want to clear your camera roll. That's what we're trying to do. We're Why? trying to triage them all and make them easier to find. I took 300 pictures at wrestling Friday night. I moved into an album, to, to an album, but I still have to scroll through them if I'm going back to find a picture from as recently as Thursday. Okay, are you going to give us an update on wrestling? The update is this. I am now a bona fide card-carrying member of the Action Wrestling Foundation. Wow. I'm going back for every show. April mm. 8th is the next. And then there's one in May at Noonan High School, which benefits the Noonan High School Cougar Varsity Football and Wrestling Squads and team. That's what they do at Action Wrestling, Don. It's a movement. They, they, they pick a charity for every night that they do one of these big shows. And Friday night in Tyrone, Georgia, Clearwater Academy was the benefactor, I guess. And it's a school that... Um, Teaches to kids and young adults who are, I have development, developmental issues, autism, you know, things like that. Oh, that's great. This event, Donna, was sold out. Entire, it was so hot in that building. God, it was hot. There's people in a small building. And then you get people in there wrestling. You got <sighs> the, ring, the, the ring in the middle. It was being streamed live. I mean, here's my thing. I am all about oh, charity. 
Oh, no, you'd, be, you'd no. be about this. You no, would be. I would not. Oh, you would you'd love I it. I would not. The energy, the people get so into it. The wrestlers get so into it. It seems very violent. You watch Channel 17 wrestling growing That's up. That's when I was little. Like, you sent me some video, and I'm like, what is going on? And then there's we were, a woman wrestling. Well, that was the, the main card event. We were on the front row. Last episode, you heard me say that I got a text from everybody saying, listen, we tell you to move, you got to move. And I thought, oh, okay, whatever, sure. Donna, when they say move, you got to move. Because where do you go? You run to either side because a wrestler is getting ready to come to the air and land in your chair. I kid you not. I bet I moved a half dozen times. Okay, who tells you to move? <clears throat> the ushers. Not the ushers, but like the, the production people or the, the people with action wrestling. Listen, I mean, I hate to spoil it for everybody. Don't. Uh-huh. Don't then. Well, come on. They know what's getting ready to happen. And they know if a wrestler is getting ready to come to one particular side or whatever. They were. I mean, these wrestlers, they get in the, in the audience, Donna, and just beat the shit out of one another. What? Yes. Uh, no No concessions. There's no no water. M&Ms, nothing, nothing like that. Now, what you do, though, is you drink beer in the parking lot before, during, and after. Like an intermission, you go back out and everybody drinks beer. And then you go back in for the main event. And then after that, you hang out in the parking lot and drink. Small town stuff, Donna. I like I it. I miss this. I had so many people reach out to me on Facebook after I posted pictures and video Friday night. Uh, Cadillac Jack Atlanta on Facebook. Let's connect there. Who said, I had no idea you were a wrestling fan. I wasn't until Friday night. Keith Rockdale Bone reached out. When's the next event? We're coming. I said, April 8th. D-Rock uh, does 7 to midnight. The Bayer 92.5. Where I do afternoons. It's like, Ted, he, he does, like, he was Dusty, what's his name? Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes' manager. Stop. No, I knew that for years and years and years. And, and D-Rock does, still does ring announcing and things. What? Yeah. Somebody said, Rhubarb Jones would be so proud of you. And there yeah, weren't now, Rhubarb did love, Rhubarb yes. was a huge wrestling promoter. Yeah, well, now, I'm going to tell you something. I, I'm having a flashback. I'm having a flashback. Um, when I worked in radio for um, our, one of our old, old radio stations, Y1067, which was a country station, and Rhubarb Jones, who has since passed, but was the legendary morning show Amen. personality. Amen, Ruby. He was a huge wrestling fan. And so we took the van down to this wrestling event at the Omni at the time, which was our big... Yeah, I mean, legendary know. venue. Yeah. Now, now it's it, State Farm Arena. Right. Was Phillips Arena before that. So... We parked the van outside. I think it was Andy Guzman, who was our promotions director. We were in the van trying to get t-shirt stuff together. These people start rocking the van, these wrestling fans. I mean, rocking it. And they're like, where's Rhubarb? Where's Rhubarb? And they're shaking the van and shaking the van. And I'm like, Andy, go out there and do something. They're going to tip the van over with us in it. Where, where, where was Rhubarb? Inside. We don't know where the hell he was. We, we lived to see the day. Uh, there's just really no, no point to the story other than I have been to a wrestling event. It's fake. It's make-believe. Okay, don't say there that. There are writers involved. Don't say that. Did you know that? they meet there, is a, there are professional writers that travel around and write for these independent wrestling teams and independent wrestling leagues. Why are you pulling the curtain back? Well, come on. But having knowing that, these wrestlers, though, they give it everything, Donna. They're into it. Like, I'd be like uh, Chris Gay from the parts department at um, Fable Ford was sitting next to me. He knows them all. He knows all the chants. He knows all the songs and the sings. Has all the swag. I said, what is that guy? Because a couple of them were, were local. Not not all of them. They, they fly in for events like this. One of the guys was one of the wrestlers was Noonan. You know, 10 miles down the road. And I said, what does he do for a living? He said, he owns a pressure washing business. And then on the weekend, he puts on his little bridges. like looks like Wonder Woman and his boots and, and, and his magical wrist things. And, and he gets in the ring and beats the shit out of people. I was impressed. I was. April 8th. It is the action. A-C-T-I-O-N. Action wrestling league when i'm on the air and i'm from home on the bear 92.5 three to seven the afternoon rhyme with cadillac jack 
when I'm here at home doing the show, I can ask the request lines be routed up here to our home in North Fulton County so that I can take calls, you know, because I'm live in the afternoon. I'm going through the phones Thursday, Donna, and something happened to me. I, I, something happened that I have never experienced in my entire life of, of radio, and it's all I've ever done. Only real job I've ever had. Only job I've ever had. It's not really a real job. I was recording. That's why I have this, and I can play it back for you. I happen to be recording. When this call came into the request line, 770-599-1925. I played it for our 15-year-old daughter, Charlotte. She said to me, Daddy, you aren't even that smart. And I wasn't. And I was pretty, I was pretty smart in high school. Pretty resourceful, as was my sister, about being out of school and coming up with creative and crafty ways to cover your absence. This is a message from Upton Lee High School. Your child was marked absent from school today. This absence will be considered unexcused until an excuse is provided. Excuses must be turned into the attendance office within five days of returning to school. Please make sure that you refer to the student handbook on pages 15 through 18. If you have any questions, thank you. Goodbye. Some kid, some student at Upsonley High School, which is in Thomaston, Georgia, had the, 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 the smartness, Donna, to put down as the ICE number for their parents the request line to the Bear 925 in South Atlanta. What if it was someone who worked at the radio station's kid and that was really where... Would you give the business was, line? I don't know. I mean, yeah. kids, kids aren't that smart. This is the request line. Well. I wanted to take it... I played it on the air. I wanted to take it a bit further. And I probably should have talked to you about this because you're, you're, you're so smart. And you're so helpful when it comes up to bits and segments and things like that that, that that I do on the radio. How could I have escalated this bit? What could I have done with this? I thought about calling the office at the high school. But what, how, how, would, how could I have taken this bit to a second level? Other than just playing it on the air, which I did. Ha, 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 funny laugh. Because I think it's brilliant. It's brilliant. How could I have taken this, though, to another step as as BT Brian Thomas, my favorite PD and coach in radio would have said. Well, I don't know. I mean, I probably would have called the school. But done what with it though? I would have said, Hey, I'm calling. I, I got you know, and like, I'm, I'm not this person's, um, I'm going to put you on the radio and we'll put this kid on the radio and he needs to tell us him, he or she, what they need to be out of school for. And you'll be like, then you will turn into like judge Judy and decide whether. So you think if I gave them the phone number, they could do a, a reverse search. Maybe. Okay. I just had a flashback to, all the calls that we used to get when Will was a senior. They are missing from periods three, four, five, and six. And then you would text him, where are you? Or check on 360. And he would send back that um, that picture. Well, Will was pretty resourceful. He yeah. had in his camera roll stock yeah. photos from all the classes that he, yeah. would, that he would just take when he was in, a, in the room. And then he would send us back a photograph. And we'd be like, okay, well, that's Mrs. McGillicuddy's room. He has, He's there. I guess they didn't count was off or something. Very crafty. Coach K, Coach Mike Krasinski, head coach at Duke, played his final game Saturday night. They were playing Chapel Hill, UNC, their their biggest rivalry. And UNC was the villain and took the final win, the potential win from, from Coach K at his final game for Duke. Final was 94-81. Tickets for this game, Donna. The most expensive ticket, was still more than the cheapest ticket to Super Bowl 56. Coach K has led Duke to five natties, 12 Final Four appearances. My granny, my dad's mother, my grandmother, 
the most, you've heard me say, and I mean it, the most influential woman in my life loved Coach K. Well, everyone did. Loved Duke. I mean, he's just like legendary. So growing up, when I would go see Granny, visit Granny, which was every other weekend, at least in Charlotte, about 60 miles from where I was born in Charlotte, but raised in Hickory, which is about 60 miles northwest of Charlotte. Granny would always be watching Duke basketball. Tickets, on average, were $7,400 on SeatGeek. It was the most expensive regular season game in any sport in SeatGeek's records. They were free, though, for Duke students, who weeks ago, when it was announced this was his final game, lined up for days and slept in tents for weeks, skipping class to make sure that they got a ticket to see his final game. 42 years. And then UNC said, hold my beer. Like, would, if, you were, if you were Chapel Hill, would you have, would you have thrown the game? Just to let Coach K win? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Do you think know. there were conversations about that at all? No, you can't throw okay. a game. Well, you can. It happens, actually. But. 42 years at the same, doing the same thing. And it's been so much, and it's done so much for charity. As a North Carolinian, proud that he's been part of that program for so many years for the state, too. So what happens now? Who takes over? I got a season to think about it, but can you imagine the pressure? Of that person? Jolly. Well, it's exactly what we talk about in certain things. Like, you never want to be yep. the person who fills in after a legend. You want to be the person who replaces the person who, who replaced fills in after legend. the legend. Because you almost have to, like, cleanse the palate of whatever's going on afterwards. So people are like, there's nobody that can replace this person. And you're like, I know, I agree. And so you let them come in, and you let them fail miserably. And then the next person comes in, and they want that person to succeed. And they're a rock star. Yes. If you are thinking about... Adding a piece of furniture to your home. If you're thinking about retire, you know, entirely redoing your home, we're talking a lot here at the house about a bedroom opening up because our 18-year-old daughter, Olivia, is going somewhere. I'm not quite sure where, but going to be a college in, in, in fall. And so her bedroom's going to open up. What do we, have we decided what we're going to do with the bedroom? Is Charlotte moving over there? or Maybe. She might move over there. Might have it, a, it has its own bathroom. We might have a VRBO situation going what's, on. What's that mean? Like gonna a, rent it out to rent it out strangers? Somebody. I don't know. I don't maybe we're, we're not in that bad shape. Though. No, but I mean, just imagine the content we'd get. Like if we took on. I'd a, give them the basement. I don't want them if upstairs. If we took on a roomie. Gallery Furniture has been a family-owned local business for over 40 years. You hear us talk about Gallery Furniture, yes, all the time. You do. But Donna, Marilyn, and Gallery Furniture have been supporters of this podcast since the first episode, January 2020. The letter every Saturday morning at 910 delivered to your inbox by Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Open seven days a week. Donna, yes, the same Donna that was in the commercials with the Daddy the Wolfman years ago. Donna's still there about every day, if not every day, either in Gainesville or they have a, a showroom in College Park as well. Yeah, and it is that time. I keep talking about spring is coming, and you just got to get everything like dusted and fluffed up, get ready for everything, and new furniture. And so now's the time. And if you're getting a big tax return, or even if you're not, and you're just kind of like, I need one or two pieces, can't spend a lot of money, go up there, check it out, let them help you with your budget, let them help you with like, she's great, like with colors, and you know what, she's been doing it so long, you can tell her about how much room you have in your den, and she's like, that isn't going to fit, this is going to fit. When you start seeing the, 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 the wheels cranking in her mind. Yeah, she can help you put it together. So even if that's not your strong thing, like, you know, you're just not really good at picking out colors or furniture, take some, like, take a picture of your room and take it up there to her. And she loves working with people um, to make everything work out. So do yourself a favor before you shop at a big box retailer, we say this all the time, or one of those places online that ends with fair or... 
you know, Hobbit or .com or something. To go. Give yourself the opportunity to go up there and see if you can't pick something out. I know you will. And you're going to get it. You're going to get it so much quicker and be able to be sitting on it and enjoy it. Use it. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Our thanks to Donna and Gallery Furniture for their support of the My Second Act podcast. Pod support that we are grateful for also comes from T-Mobile, Brightmore Healthcare, and guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast stay at properties owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management, including the brands Marriott, Hilton, and Weston. Located on college campuses nationwide like UT Knoxville, LSU Baton Rouge, Georgia Tech, and Atlanta, plus properties in Noonan. Got three of them there. LaGrange, Georgia, and uh, Carrollton, Georgia, too. My second act brought to you by Ford. Built Ford Tough. Come and get your Ford. Hey, Bear Country, this is Chris Chitwood at Fayetteville Ford. Fayetteville Ford. I'm so happy to announce that Cadillac Jack has joined the team here at Fayetteville Ford. I've been around the auto industry for 23 years, and I've learned a thing or three. Like the Ford F-Series is the best-selling truck on the road. Like Fayetteville Ford offers you the lifetime powertrain warranty. And I've learned that there is a difference in a Ford and a Fayetteville Ford. I'm Cadillac Jack, and I'm fired up to join Team Fayetteville Ford. Come and get your Ford. Fayetteville Ford, simply different. Fayetteville Ford. We're located at 275 North Glen Street, Fayetteville, Georgia, just north of the square. FayettevilleFordGA.com. Jeffrey Campbell is a pod peep for this episode of the Cadillac Jack My Second Night Podcast. Send me a message on Facebook, Cadillac Jack Atlanta, and said, listen, I hadn't hadn't gotten issue 100. I didn't get issue 101 of the letter the past two weeks. And I said, listen, Jeffrey. I'll double check some of your email address. I have the database at home. It's on my computer. I said, I'll check, see if you're in there. I said, but also check your spam. Just in case it's sitting there. Here's what happened. We changed um, hosts for our weekly e-newsletters called The Letter about a month ago. Here's what you can do to ensure timely delivery of the letter to your inbox every Saturday morning at 910. Mark the email as important priority or VIP. Add the email address that it comes to. It's mine. It's Cadillac at something.com. Add that email address to your contacts. Simple to do. Most providers don't let emails from contacts end up in the spam, you know, the spam folder. And you can unmark this email to spam when you get it. Uh, if, if, if the letter does land in the dreaded spam inbox, some email services like to, to click not spam on the message, and then bam, it goes right through. And then from that moment forward, they know not to send it to spam. Issue 102 hits your inbox this Saturday. All right, do you want to talk about this Cole Swindell song? Yeah. Are we talking about hype songs? Going to add two to the Spotify hype song playlist. Another component to the My Second Act podcast. We add uh, each add a song every episode. Something that we are listening to, rediscovered, or just discovered, or something we think that you'll enjoy listening to. I'd never heard of this song, and I'm a big fan of Cole Swindell. Well, I want to tell you, I actually I typed the wrong thing when I was typing to you because I wasn't paying attention. I mean, I was paying attention to what I typed, but... Um, I put that it was from an old album. It's actually from his brand new album. Keep on making my days and nights a little better. Might change her last name right down to the letter. So if she wants to think I'm thinking about forever. He's a Georgia Southern graduate and a Georgia boy, Cole Swindell. The name of the new album, which is going to release on April 8th, is called Stereotype. 
And that is, I don't know if that's going to be the single, but I. Where did I'm, you hear it? Because I'm curious, because the album, yeah, it's not, it's not been out, and that's not the song they're working on the radio. I can't remember. Somebody turned me on to it, and it's really, really good. Who, who, who turned you on to that? I don't know. Somebody told me about it. And at first, I thought it was an older song, but it's new. He's also got a uh, duet. Do you have the track listing in front of you? Uh, well, he's going to do a song with Hardy. Yeah, Hardy's on there, and also Lainey Wilson, who last night won ACM Top New Female. Uh, vocalist at the yeah. Academy of Country Music Awards. Love it. Uh, he's got, that's, that's the single they're working right now. Radix, we're playing it on the Bayer 985. I've always said, and I continue to say, super underrated. Yeah, he's going to sure. have, he's going to have sure. his moment at some point. All right, I'm going to add from 1983, Walking on Sunshine from Katrina and the Waves. That's a good one. I like that one. I hadn't thought about the song forever until I ran across a music study that was released last week about how much Songs have an impact and an influence on our lives. And the most important, whether good or bad, whether happy or sad, the biggest moments in our lives, you can normally find a song that was with you during that period or that you discovered during that period to help you during that period. Katrina and the Waves, Walking on Sunshine, there were 2,000 people surveyed for this project, was a top three song when asked, what is the song you go to when you're happy, or what song do you like to listen to when you're happy, or what song makes you happy when you listen to it. Next episode, we're going to take a deep dive into this study. I was rattled to see not a single country song in the top 30 biggest tearjerkers of all time. That's strange. Not a single country song. What about Tim McGraw, Live Like You Were Dying? There's so many of them. In the letter this past Saturday, I, I wrote about this project and that we'd be talking about it in Thursday's episode. And I said, listen, reply to this email comes right to my inbox and tell me what is, in your opinion, what do you think is the saddest country song of all time? I said that Donna and I will compile a list and in Thursday's episode, we'll have uh, the biggest weepies, a lot of great response and a lot of great titles that we'll share with you next episode. Pod peep, Heather Crawford, who wrote, uh, who replied and wrote country music wouldn't be country music without the songs that make you ball your eyes out. There are so many. One that ripped my heart apart the first time I heard it was The Car in Front of Me by Luke Bryan. I don't think it was played on radio, and it wasn't. I checked. It was not a single. So I had never heard it before. It has stuck with me as one of the saddest country songs I've ever heard. It was on Luke's first album that came out. All My Friends Say, Countryman, We Rode in Trucks. This was cut. I have never heard the song. It was cut too. I'd never heard of it either. front of me luke's first album released in 2007 who's in the car his wife and kids oh my gosh and they're in an accident i'm not gonna spoil it okay i can't take this there's a funeral involved oh my gosh i cannot take this okay no jim mcbride was the writer on that song jim wrote chattahoochee for freaking alan jackson Jim, jim wrote chasing that neon rainbow he wrote Someday. He wrote Who Says You Can't Have It All for, for Bon Jovi and, and Jennifer Nettles. Unbelievable. And then he came out with that one right there. We had dinner Saturday night with Laura and Brian Stay, who, who live in Alpharetta, very, very dear friends of ours. And, and we were having a conversation, one of many great conversations, 
over dinner and I said, hey, listen, what do you think is the saddest country song that you've ever heard before? They mentioned a song just like Heather Crawford I was not familiar with. I'd never heard of this song before. And it's from Garth Brooks. Never heard of it. There's a reason why I had not heard of it. I'll explain why after you hear this clip. Just hearing the clip that I pulled before we started recording this episode of the podcast, I about started bawling here in the studio, just listening to a 12-second clip. I've never heard this song. The name of this song is Send Them On Down the Road. This is Garth Brooks. Okay. Oh my How gosh. That? How about that right there? I mean, like for somebody who's getting ready to send someone yeah, to college. That, well, that's just it. See, with that song, it doesn't matter if they're just going into kindergarten, first grade or high school to college or, or getting married. Send them on down the road is an anthem for every parent. I think it depends on what you're going through too. Like, you know, like if you've, if you've just gotten bad news or like testing test or something, then like live like you were dying. Like another one for um, kids or like when you're sending a daughter off or, or son, I guess like wide open spaces from the Dixie chicks, like different songs can either be happy or they can have like a certain, you know, meaning for you toward, toward something. It's like the way, it, way that you interpret it. Yeah, exactly. The reason why I was not familiar with that song is this. It was on Gar's album, Rage Against Machine, which I was not a fan of. And that was Gar's first album in 13 years. Remember, he took a break after Scarecrow in, gosh, 2001, I guess. He released Man Against Machine in 2014. Was the most was the least successful album of Garth Brooks' entire career. Part of the reason why. This is when Garth said to Apple. This is when Garth Brooks said to iTunes, no, thank you. I'll pass. And he did not allow the album to be placed on iTunes. This is kind of when it all started, when artists started bowing their backs against iTunes and against Apple. And Garth Brooks led that charge. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's an example. It's a story of it affecting your sales, for sure. What do you think, according to the 2,000 people that were surveyed, that were part of this collective music research study? 2,000. Different genders, different socio-economical backgrounds, different demographics, different genders, different uh, sexual, everything is different. It's just a hodgepodge of 2,000 people. What do you think they voted as the saddest song of all time? I have no idea. There is a huge Georgia connection. The saddest song of all time was released by a group who started making music in the Peach State. Years and years and years ago. You, Donna, have a huge connection to this group. Who is it? Find out next episode. What about the, okay, what about the song about the little holes in the heaven? Steve Warner. That is so sad. Uh, Who was it that that, uh, said Riley Green, uh, I wish grandpa's never dying? Someone someone dropped that to you. Listen, oh, yeah. Tug's son, Jake. Jacob, Jacob, We cannot listen to that. When that song comes on, when we're working together, like in the store. Which just listen to that. How about the fact that all these years later, Tug's son works for me and we work together. Is that just not the cutest thing in the world? Yeah. 
But when that song comes on, he's like, Miss Donna, we cannot listen to the song about Grandpa's Never Die. Wish Grandpa's Never Died. The number three saddest song of all time, Eric Clapton, Tears in Heaven. Now that's sad. Number two, Sinead O'Connor, Nothing Compares to You. Also, in the top ten, Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You, The Beatles, Yesterday, Adele, Someone Like You. Adele's the youngest artist by far in this entire study because there's also there's different subcategories. It's not just about the saddest songs. It's about the happiest song, the song that gives you the most inspiration, the song that um, you make love to. I mean, there's all different kinds of subcategories that we'll go, around, we'll go through in Thursday's episode. Adele, though, by far the most current artist that landed in most, if not any of the categories. She's also the only artist that hit the top 30 sad songs twice. Yeah, no, she she does have some sense. With Easy I'm on t- it. She also I is know Easy, easy on, on me. Even when I hear that right now, here. I still start, I still like tear up when I because it just means something else to me. I don't even know what. Celine Dion, my heart will go on, is in the top ten as is crying from Roy Orbison. Number one, think about it. We'll gather this time Thursday. Go through the list and you'll find out. Well, I'm not done with the country ones. I just the keep thinking. I just keep thinking well, of them. off. What do you got? Lee Bryce, I drive your truck. Yeah. What about the song about the dog? Old yellow, old red. Was that sad? Well, it's Blake Shelton. That's not sad. Okay, that's not sad. That's about drinking whiskey. I'm sure it's a Blake song. Brooks and Dunn, Believe. That's a sad oh, one. I, oh. I heard that the other day with the Kane Brown version. Oh, my God. Remember they did remixed or rebooted or something where, yeah, where different artists now. joined them for classic mm. Brooks and Dunn songs. And Kane got, I believe, it does a fantastic job with it. Subscribe to the letter easy to do text left on red. Red is the color, no spaces. Left on red to the number 22828. To subscribe for free, we do not share your information with anybody. It's a quick four-minute read. Latest country music news, um, links, and, and and more information about topics and conversations that you heard us have during the week's two episodes of the My Second Act podcast. Funny memes. Um, what else is in there? Um, uh, just uh, pop culture stuff. And I, I think you'll enjoy it. If not, just unsubscribe. It's that easy. You got to find it first, though. You got you to find it first, yeah. though. You got to find it. I find it in your spam. What, okay, I got one more. Yes. What, you got what about Michael, uh, John Michael Montgomery? What What about that song? And I cannot remember the name of it. About the little girl that hid behind the couch. That's the name of it, little girl. No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is it called the little girl? I think yeah. Google that real quick. I'm going Google, to. Hit, yeah. When, do you know what I'm a, talking about? Because yeah, of domestic abuse. Yes. Oh my gosh, the little girl. That's what it's called. Yeah. That was so sad. Bless the Broken Road. Rascal Flats. Rascal Flats got a lot of sad songs. A lot of sad songs. I don't know if they intended to. And then there's that one, Go Rest High on That Mountain. Oh, Vince Gill. You're just sad that it won't stop. It just keeps going and going and going and going on. We were having dinner with Lauren Bryan Saturday night. Two and a half hour dinner. I text Laura today and I said, listen, thank you all for a great dinner. Thank you for the conversation. I said, I cannot think of any other two that I would be able to sit for two and a half hours and have dinner with. I just can't do it. Okay. I saw that text and I wanted to flag that. So let me get this straight. What is your timetable for dinner? 45 minutes. And know what you're going to eat before you sit down at the table. Look okay. at look Google the menu so that when the waiter comes or waitress comes to the table, they don't say, I'll be back and take your... No, no, we're ready. We're ready now. Everybody ready? Yeah, everybody looked at the menu before we got here, right? Yeah. But why is that? Like, you and I have had plenty of dinners that were longer than that where we've had conversations and stuff. What What is the deal where you I don't... I can't sit that long. Why? I just can't. I'm sorry. I'm just... I, I, I can't... I got so much going on in my mind. I can't have dinner with you for eight hours. You're, I mean, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about other people. <sighs> Laura and Jerry. Laura and Tug, maybe. 
Okay, let's don't go through this because you're going to make people mad that think that they that are going to be like, well, I can't believe I didn't make it on the list. Thought you would at least give me 52 minutes. I'll give you 52. I'm just not giving you anybody two and a half hours. Anyway, what was I? I forgot what I was talking about. The music bed's running out. Thank you for dinner, Lauren Bryan. Okay. What else was I going to say? Oh, they were. We were talking about Rascal Flats, I think. No, we were talking about Vince Gill. Oh, that's right, Vince Gill, yes. About how my mother's funeral. Back in October, my mama passed. And I had no involvement with the, the service or, or the funeral or anything. I had no idea what was going on or what was coming up. Just wasn't a part of that for some reason. Well, I know the reason why, but that's next episode too. You and I kind of had a running joke as to whether or not Vince Gill go rest high on that mountain was going to be a part of the the service. She was a Vince Gill fan, though. Well, yeah, I guess so. She was a country music fan. She was. She's what, you know, my mom loved Kenny Rogers. Yes. I knew Kenny Rogers front and backwards growing up. So we kind of, you and I were kind of joking. I wonder if Vince Gill go rest on that mountain is going to be part of mama's service. Sure enough, that song three, you hear that that first couple of chords. Down, 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 and you and I were kicking each other under the pew. Because mm. it was like, Jesus Christ. Okay. It's a six and a half minute song. It's just enough. Enough. Somebody pull Vince's mic. Well, yeah. And Gary Chapman's on. Y'all told me last night. Oh, my God. Okay. I had no idea. I had no clue that Gary Chapman. I've been on vacation with this man. As a matter of fact, I was with Gary Chapman in a faraway land. Please stop. When he found out that his wife was having an affair with Vince. Okay. Yeah, but. The vacation went south quick. You cannot. I had no idea. Okay. You can't put out into the universe. That statement, you can't. You have to walk that back. You can't do that. You can't accuse Apparently people. Apparently, it's a pretty well-known thing. Well-documented. No, you can't accuse people of things like that. You can't. Okay, walk that back. How do you do that? Well, I'm not walking it back. Yeah, I want to walk that back. Because he's not. A, well, he was really, not. That's not what everybody said at dinner last night. I think he had some tough times after he found out that his wife was... Brushing hair. I was with him when he found out. Brushing hair oh, with wow. Vince Gill. And- All right. Production assistance provided by Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios are thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Audio for this episode of Cadillac Check, my second act from Warner Nashville Records, MCA Records, Capitol Records, and Pearl Records. New episodes Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Check, my second act. And we are proud and excited and send much love to hashtag Team Appen Podcast Network. Cadillac Check.